the truth is, and, and this has taken me four decades to figure out, is that you probably have to be borderline freaking militant on your personal growth. You honestly just do. You have to be borderline militant on healing your trauma. You've gotta be borderline militant on making money. You've gotta be borderline militant on getting better socially. You've gotta be borderline mi militant on your ethics, integrity, borderline mil militant on doing the right thing. And again, this is gonna shock a lot of people in here, but, and this is really weird, and I'm just gonna speak my truth, and I've just, I've come on a long journey, guys, and I'm just here to give you the freaking journey. But I believe you've gotta do it for God, I believe that you've got to do it for love. I believe that you've got to do it for something outside yourself. And if you even just do, and by the way, when you do it for others, you're somebody as well, okay? So you're somebody as well. So you deserve to win as well, okay? So that doesn't mean, again, because again, that's codependence. They only do it for others. So you've got to win and, and, and love yourself as well. But from a place of self-love and from a place of, you know, making sure that the, you know, if you're on an airplane, right? What do they say about, about an airplane? If there's an emergency, the oxygen mask comes down. Why do you put the oxygen mask on yourself first? Why? Because you're no good to anybody when you can't even breathe, right? So put the oxygen mask on yourself, but that said, once you've done that, look at the reason why you're doing it. And I, unfortunately, I have a lot of content coming out about this, so I'm not gonna leave you hanging, but with the short amount of time that we have, I don't have the time to go and, and to give like a proper in-depth reason why I say, do it for the right reason. Do it to honor your creator and to be militant about this. But I'm telling you, I have been through things that you have no idea, okay? I have seen things you have no idea. And if I could just, you know, poke my brain and put it in your head, you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm in surrender, I get it. But what you'll see is, here's the basic idea. If you allow low vibration energy, negative energy, into your little ecosystem in any way, shape, or form, you are bringing in seeds of that into your personal ecosystem. And the more that you allow those seeds to come in, those, you're, basically what you're doing is, you wanna think of your life like a lawn, and anytime that you're making bad decisions, you're basically taking weeds, and you're just going into your lawn, right? Now at first, when you throw in those little seeds of, of weeds, that's not gonna just start poking up right away at all. But what's gonna happen with time is that those little seeds are gonna start to grow, and it will get to the point that you can't manage it. And you can get to the point in life where if you make enough bad decisions and those start to accumulate, you can be brought down to your knees, okay? To the point where people would even choose to self-terminate, which is so sad, but I've known people that did this, including my cousin, and it's one of the saddest things in the world. You can get to the point where you just off yourself. And there is a lot of pitfalls in life. God is real, the devil is real. The devil wants you to kill yourself and others, by the way, okay? And so you've gotta understand this. The, the devil is not some little guy with horns and a pitchfork. That's a drawing, okay? That's like a kid's drawing. God is not some guy with a beard in a cloud. That's the drawing of a kid or some like, you know, European Italian guy at the Vatican or something like that, okay? Whatever the case, I've been this beautiful. I can't remember if they had that exact thing. But the point being, those are representations of an energy, the energy of life and expansion and prosperity and creativity and love and light and sharing and the energy of death and selfishness and density and taking things too serious, even though some things you have to take serious, like I'm talking about here. And so you wanna have a very strong commitment in general to, in woo-woo circles in LA, we call it high vibration energy, not low vibration energy, being connected to God, being connected to your higher purpose, knowing why it is that you're doing what you're doing, because I'm telling you, so many of these self-help courses to me, I've been in this for two decades now, 
Two full decades. I have watched people come and go. I have watched people, I'm like that uh, Mount Everest coach, okay? That's, I've been up and down Everest, you know, for 20 years, okay? I've gone up and down it, up and down it, up and down it. I've seen where I've fallen off the climb. I've seen where other people have fallen off the climb. You wanna think of your personal growth as you going up and down Mount Everest, okay? And I have watched as my closest friends and loved ones have been on that mountain and they just go, Jesus take the wheel, and they just fall off. And they go down and they go down hard. And you will see, not only will they lose their money, not only will they become highly, highly negative human beings that are hyper negative, not only will they start to mess up their health, not only will they often go back to drugs, not only will they basically take everything they had and burn it to the ground, but they're not the same people anymore. Somebody who makes a real attempt at bettering themselves and just stabs the people that are helping them in the back and then just says, screw it, and says, I'm just gonna watch the world burn. In order to do that, they have to rationalize it. They have to rationalize that behavior and they have to make that behavior correct in their mind. And as soon as you begin to rationalize something that deep, what winds up happening is that you're now committed to self-deception. You've now committed to self-deception. And so what happens is now you're gonna lie to yourself about this, lie to yourself about that, lie to yourself about other things. Now, because you don't have that higher purpose to center you and to give you purpose, you find that you're not motivated to get back to work anymore. You can't concentrate anymore. You start to make little mistakes. Now you start making little mistakes. What do you do? You medicate it with weed or alcohol or whatever. You know, now you start medicating it. Now what you do is, is you start crap talking other people because that gives you a little hit of dopamine. Why do people gossip or crap talk? They do it because we feel better about ourselves when we look down on other people. So now you start crap talking. Maybe you start crap talking the people that were helping you the most in the world. And then that gives you a little spike of dopamine. Then now you're further in pain. Now you can't admit what you did. It's too painful to admit what you did. Now what you've got to do is you've got to loop around and make yourself correct and make other people incorrect. But those other people that were actually correct, those paths that they were on, that they were helping you with, now you've got to demonize those paths. So now that's a mess. And the whole thing becomes a downward spiral to where the person's hooked on drugs in a, in a state of massive self-deception, very unhealthy, knocking down their health. And you'll see them a couple of years later. They've got a lot more wrinkles under the eyes. Um, the, the energy and vitality that was once in them when they were infused with purpose and expansion, now they're shaking a little bit. You can see basic things where somebody's at by even getting them to jump in a cold plunge pool and you see how well they take the cold plunge pool, okay? Um, it's one of these things where when you have that kind of vitality, something in you changes. Something changes. I don't know what caused this in me, but I haven't been sick since 2012. I go into a forest and insects don't bite me. I don't know what that means. I'm not making a claim on why that is. But I will literally be like in the redwood forest. Everybody's covered in bug bites. I don't have a bug bite on me. I, don't, I could be stressed off my face, don't get sick. I could have missed sleep, come into this event, and literally smash the event in my sleep. It's one, it's one of those things where, okay, it's one of these things where when you're infused with that North Star, that higher purpose, and that desire to, to do it for God, that desire to do it for others, that becomes something that orients you and something that will drive you forward and load you with motivation. And so what happens is that in a commitment to doing the correct thing, now you're motivated to look at your weird neurosis. You're motivated to look at your codependence. You're motivated to look at your lack of social skills. You're motivated to ask, why haven't I made my first couple million dollars in a society with this much prosperity? 
Why have I not got my health under control? Why have I not become more present? Why can't I access transcendent states independently? So on and so forth. Why am I going to hallucinogenic drugs in order to, to expand my mind and to be creative and to learn how to get outside the box when there's natural processes to do that that are healthier? Why is it that I'm relying on that? Why is it that I'm crap talking people? Why am I being negative? Why am I not lined up in my purpose? Why am I not laughing enough? Why am I not traveling? Why have I not traveled and seen the country? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And so on and so forth. And so it puts a pressure on you and that pressure winds up molding you and winds up shaping you and winds up helping you to go to that next level. And then when you do that now, A, in a state of thriving, you can actually look at yourself and you can take the pain of what it means to admit where you're wrong. You can, like, you hear me ranting about some of my flaws up here, and I can do so without being embarrassed about it. Well, you've got to be confident in yourself to be able to look at your, at your flaws and your problems, right? Like, one of the funny, it's kind of a side tangent here. The most cope-based platform on the internet is TikTok. That's just another one I haven't seen. You guys know TikTok, right? I like TikTok. I'm not dissing TikTok. Lots of good stuff on TikTok. Total cope of a platform. So TikTok is all about you know, how you, you know, it's all about how you've been victimized and how, you know, how like it's not fair for you and so on and so forth, right? Like, so for example, you'll see a lot of stuff on TikTok like you've got to learn how to have personal boundaries. You've got to learn how to get rid of people that are being jerks. And then you'll be free to fly like a bird. Fly away, perfect bird. Fly away, my little dove. Fly, my little angel. Fly. Where will you ever see a thing on TikTok that says you are freaking neurotic? You have unhealed trauma that you're dumping on other people's heads. You are infusing others with negativity. You have all these different problems. You've got to fix that. And by the way, one of those problems is that you let the wrong people in your life. It's one of about 10 problems you have. There's another nine. There's another nine problems. But yes, one of the 10 problems, and by 10, that's me and a cope, one of the 10,000 problems, but we'll go with 10 so you don't panic. One of the 10 problems that you have is that you allow in people who don't appreciate you or you know you dated a narcissist or what, blah, 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 right? You know everybody today dated a narcissist, right? So it's like, okay? So it's one of these things, and, and it's true, narcissists are out there <laughs> and they're quite attractive. They're kind of dating everybody. So it's not totally wrong. But, but at the same time, I promise you that the ratio of people that said they dated a narcissist, it's like one to 100. Everybody thinks they're ex narcissist these days. So it's one of these things where, you know, it's, it's, it's to the point where it's a cope because it's not about looking at yourself, right? And so even a lot of my clips where I bring people up to the front and I start to break them down. I had a very famous one that did about 5 million views on my channel and it went mega viral in all these different video blogs and things like that. And it, and it was this young dude that I really gave a hard time to and he's super duper shy. And it went mega viral, probably did about 50 million combined views on, on major podcasts and all these different things, right? It was everywhere. And I mean, this thing exploded. And it was me just breaking him down. And, and all the commentary was like, why would they break him down like that? Why can't, they just, why can't he just get a hug? That little guy should just get a hug. That little guy is now dating an Instagram model, by the way. And he's, more success and he's not fixed everything. And he's not saying that he fixed everything. I invite him to all my programs. I love the guy. We're homies. The guy's the man. 
And he also, by the way, has a twin brother who is advancing because he's around it, but isn't doing quite the same work. And you can really see the difference. Who's the one insulting him? You who believes that he cannot change? You who believes that he should pay money to get a hug? He should pay money to get a hug? He should pay me to be told he's great? When someone's paying you, they want to know where they're going wrong. They want feedback. That's called thriving. In a state of thriving, if you see somebody doing well, you want to believe that they're for real because you want to replicate their results and you believe that you can. In a state of coping, you see somebody doing well and you want to cut them down because it hurts you. It hurts you because you feel like, well, they did it in some wrong, bad way, which by the way could absolutely be true, but you'll tend to default to that as a coping mechanism. Thriving, you actually believe in success. Coping, you're skeptical of success. One is because you believe you can replicate it. The other is because it makes you feel sad that you haven't got it and you can't handle it. Thriving, you want critical feedback. Thriving, you go in front of a crowd of 100 people and talk about what a screw up you are with pride. Thriving, you're not embarrassed of your flaws. Coping, blaming everybody else but yourself. You have no flaws. Everybody else is to blame. You're not to blame. Everyone else is to blame. Your ex is to blame. The, your, the government's to blame. And, you know, society's to blame. Your friends are to blame. Everyone's to blame. Never looking at yourself, other than that you didn't blame people soon enough. Other than you dated a narcissist. You, you, you see, and so on and so forth, right? So that's why TikTok is a coping-based platform, because it's largely just based on people saying, you're okay, you're good enough, you're beautiful, I love you, and so on and so forth. That's a coping-based paradigm. Now, by the way, that is valid. The coping paradigm is valid. It is as valid as me after an ACL surgery having on a knee brace. It is as valid as me after when I eventually do my ACL surgery lying in bed for a month. It is as valid as me after an ACL surgery taking painkillers that I'm gonna be so pissed that I'm gonna have to take. But if you don't take them, you're literally just like, ah, because they've drilled holes in your bones. Okay? It's as valid as that. Is there a place for coping? What do you think? Yes. Absolutely there's a place for coping. For a period of time. Yeah, but I mean, for a period of time. There's a place for coping. That's real. We have that tendency to coping for a reason. Right? It's not, you know, it's not like, it's not like this weird, you know, genetic anomaly that evolved for no reason. That is evolved in you for a specific reason. Of course it is. But nonetheless, if you stay stuck there, that's like you're on a, a sinking ship. Then you swim to an island. The mainland is another couple miles off, but then you just stay stuck at the island forever. Now, by the way, that's a great way for a political party to garner votes by basically just saying, it's not your fault. There's nothing you can do and so on and so forth. And then what that does is it shuts the ears of that person, of that voter from anybody who says that you could thrive. You can thrive. But what, if I'm a political party, I come up, I shut your ears to anything that would help you and I keep you permanently in a coping pattern. That is them waging war on that person. They are waging war on that person, but they will never know it. The proper message would be, yes, bad things have happened. Yes, things aren't your fault. Yes, things in the system are wrong, but there's a goalpost. Where's the goalpost? And then what you do is there's something called opportunity cost. Say the word opportunity cost. Opportunity. Say the word what else? 
So remember, every single second that you're spending talking about one thing is a second that you're not spending doing something else, okay? At a high level business, okay, I've done over 100 million in sales, I've run big time businesses, I'm on the board of advisors for other big time businesses, okay? When I say I've been attached to over 100 million in sales, I've been actually in the billions as far as companies that I'm attached to, I'm on their board of advisors. All that we do all day, all day, is look at opportunity costs. How much time and energy is there? How much available capital is there? And how can we allocate that to make more money? We're not sitting there coping. We're not sitting there saying, I dated a narcissist, you know, or something like that, right? We're sitting, we're not, we don't care about that. Economy, don't care. Whatever the case, don't care. All that we're looking at is what time, energy, and capital do we have? People do we have? Assets do we have? And then how do we deploy that in an effective way? And it is like eyes on the prize. Anybody who sits there in some weird cope is immediately kicked out of the group, probably not even a warning. You're like, you're a coper? Oh God, who let this person out? We're gonna die, we're, we're screwed. Get him out. So that's called thriving. Now, that being the case, if we're sitting here saying, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours are now put into coping, what winds up happening? That's hours that we could have been talking about how to thrive. Now, by the way, again, let's look at the purpose of coping. If I do ACL surgery, you can't just say, oh, and every minute you spend lying in bed this month, you could have been training it. And I'm like, my bones have been drilled into, they've cut, open, they've cut out a part of my tendon to sew it back together, I can't walk, I'm in excruciating pain. No, you're coping. Just get up, right? You can't, you can't do that because I'm in pain, right? So there's a, there's a time and a place for coping, but at a certain point, one of the first things that they even do, by the way, and this, and this is very related to coping and thriving, is immediately within a couple days after your surgery, they get you beginning to at least move the leg. Because if you don't start moving it, what begins to happen is that it'll actually stiffen up permanently. And you have a scar on the front and they start massaging the scar because that'll turn rock hard. So they gotta massage it so the scar doesn't turn like this weird rock hard like line down your knee, okay? So they will even still get you moving to the extent that you can. You get maybe a day or two of coping and then you immediately at least begin flexibility. If you don't start moving the knee, it could permanently be stuck in some weird position. So you gotta, a lot of people do ACL surgery and actually makes them worse by the way, because they, because they actually don't do the rehab, they don't do the physiotherapy. And so what happens is that they're not, they're in permanent coping and then you'll, you can, I mean, how scary is this? This is so scary guys. If you look up videos on ACL tears, you will see comments about people that didn't do their physiotherapy after, and they're like, it still hurts every day, and I can't move it, and they said that I waited five years, and I can't fix it, and I'm permanently screwed. And it's like, wow. Well, that's what happens if you stay in coping for too long, is that it can begin to calcify. Say the word calcify. Calcify. Ossify. Calcify. Say ossify. ossify. Okay, these are basic level words. What it means is that if someone stays in a coping pattern for too long, and that calcifies in the mind, they are lost. That's why I say God is real. The devil is real. Okay, that sick energy wants you to stay in a coping mode and for that to calcify and for that to snuff out your very core essence, to eat your soul. That will eat your freaking soul. Again, God and the devil, it's not a guy in a cloud. It's not a guy with a pitchfork. I mean, maybe if it turned out to be, that'd be so awesome, but it's not, okay? It's the energy of life and it's the energy of death. It's the energy of thriving. It's the energy of coping. At its core, Satan is a giant cope. It's all a giant cope. It's that little deal with the devil. Oh, go do this. Oh, take this. That'll make you feel good now. 
Oh, blame the other person, don't look at yourself. Smoke the weed instead of accessing a transcendent state on your own. Eat that bad food so that you can feel good and stuff it. Talk badly on other people to feel good by comparison. Look at dumb stimulation so that you don't have to face your pain. Don't actually look at yourself and rehabilitate yourself, just look at TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's that front end deal that in effect, on that front end, it gives you something, it's a deal with the devil. On the back end, it takes away that core essence. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you will know who somebody is by looking at them right in the eye. You will see it. You can look right in somebody's pupil and you can look at their energy, where they're coming from and how tapped in they are. I can, get, I can straight up give you a, a full on tutorial of what you can look at in somebody's eyes. The, the glassiness in the eye, the way that the pupil is holding and, and the way that it's kind of dilating and things like that, what they're looking at. Um, the way that you feel when you look in their eyes. I don't mean to freak you guys out, but I'm telling you, you will know within seconds who it is that's tapped in and who is not. You will see whose core essence is snuffed out. I can show you, by the way, videos, old friends of mine, past spouses, so on and so forth, and I can show you videos of them, and I'm never gonna do this, it's too insulting, I'd never do it. Yeah, I'm not going down that road, too weird, but I'm just saying in theory that I'm never gonna do, I could show you video, and you look in their eye, and you will literally see when their eyes were clear, when they, when they had love and light emanating out of them, when they were on their purpose and taking action and thriving, and you will see that little light go out when someone goes into a coping state and you'll see where their mind begins to, to what their mind tends to focus on, what they tend to fixate on, and by the way, the big one of more of anything is what they tend to allow to give them energy. In other words, somebody in a deep coping state, when you trash somebody else, they love that, okay? They love it. I, you'll see people like in deep coping states and, and deeply in pain and basically satanically possessed and you'll see them when they talk, they've got a glazed over look in the eye and, they're, and they'll be talking and they'll be like, yeah, you know, it's like this, it's like that, and you know, F that other person. Ha 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 ha! Yeah. Yeah, we're starting on him. We're gonna take him down. Ha ha ha! Like that. And you, you can actually see they're possessed. You can see what energy is running them. And they no longer have discernment of reality. Their ears are closed. Their eyes are closed. They no longer have access to their own will. When I tell you, don't mess yourself up. Okay, avoid things like weed, which is not gonna kill you, it's not gonna make you satanically possessed, but nonetheless, I tell you to avoid it, it is because it is not taking you in a direction of discernment, of clarity, of access to your own will, of access to a transcendent state without needing something outside yourself. And what you think is like, oh, I'm having a spiritual experience, you're not, okay? You're not at all, you're out of discernment, you're trapped in your own mind, you're not, able to, you're not able to access what would add to the group. You're in your own ego, and you're not, you're not able to see this at a high level. And so what winds up happening, and here's the big one. When you're outside of your head and in a high vibe state, it's not just about you, okay? It's about you and others. So you've gotta keep bringing back that North Star, not just to you, but to others, right? When you're doing things like these coping things, what is that doing? Is that something that you're doing for yourself, or is that something that you're doing for others? Yourself. Okay, coping is for who? Yourself. Okay, now is it good to also look out for yourself? Yes. 
If you're somebody who's maybe a codependent and you lack boundaries, could it be good to look out for yourself? Yes. It would it be? Yeah. Okay, of course, right? If you're just giving yourself away and looking out for others all the time, yes, there's a time and place to look out for yourself. But whenever you're engaging in some form of coping in any way, shape, or form, what you're doing is you're not making contribution or adding value. You're not making that your North Star. So as a result, you're taking something for yourself and not making that your North Star. Now, what's going to happen when you do this? Here's what's going to happen. It begins to collapse your energy, okay? So your energy starts getting collapsed. And what you'll see is that the... It pulls the focus into the mind, okay? And so now you're stuck in your mind. So maybe now you're in a bar or club trying to talk to people. And maybe you're getting anxiety about engaging with new people. Or maybe you're going to make a presentation for work. And as a result of that, you're making a presentation for work, but you get nervous. Maybe you need to, like, when you see me up here public speaking, what's the secret sauce of how I'm doing this? Momentum, practice, but what else is it? Flow state. What else is it? Okay, how's my voice projecting like this? What am I doing? I'm not making it about me. All that I'm doing to do what I'm doing here, it's simple. It's very, very simple. All that I'm doing is I'm making it about you. I'm out of my own head, so therefore, I'm not burning mental capital, and I'm not burning bandwidth by making it about me. If I make it about me, I can't use my voice like this. Now, look at my energy, right? Has my energy, my, I, I'm burning down energy, but do I have more energy now or at the beginning of the talk? Now. How much more now? Wow. Okay, so why is that? Because I took the focus off myself. As I'm walking in here, trust me, you know, I, I took an overnight flight here. I'm freaking wrecked, to be honest with you. So, you know, so I come in here, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Okay, I hate this. You know, literally sits up front. I'm like, what's up, Sid? Just forget about your exercise. I'm just starting now. You know, if you remember that, right? <laughs> totally disruptive. <laughs> you know, right? And so... So it's like my best buddy and I'm being a dick, right? So, you know, so I'm getting coping myself, right? So I get in here and, you know, I'm starting, right? And I'm making it about me. So I know, though, from experience that as soon as I make it about you, also me to enjoy, to add to you, but as soon as I make it about you, the limits of the physical energy will be transcended. Say the word transcendence. So in other words, if I make it about me, I already don't have enough energy to be here. If I make it about me, I can't free associate and channel that world-class speech. If I make it about me, I can't serve you. But if I make it about me, it's actually going to hurt more. It's going to hurt me more. You know, coming from an overnight flight is going to hurt me more. Why is that? Because now I'm at the limitation of having missed some sleep. Now I'm at the limitation of... You know, oh, I don't want to do this right now, and so on and so forth. But I know from experience, because I've done this for so many years, that if I just merge into the group, what it's going to do is it's going to remove the focus on self-pity. It's going to remove the focus on how I'm a victim. It's going to remove the focus on how people did me wrong. It's going to remove the focus on how I'm hard done by. It's going to remove the focus on what are they thinking about me? What do I look like? What do I look like right now? Do they think I'm cool? How am I being judged right now? And if it removes the folks on that, there is so much energy being burned on that, being burned into the ground. It's like this entire journey in your mind, like this flurry of action that yields nothing. 